Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, everybody. Steve here. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking to Paul Holcomb from Bog Street Picks. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them before, but it's definitely something worth checking out. Paul has found a unique way of kind of approaching the standard guitar pick for a number of different reasons, and we're going to get into that. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my experience with the guitar pick as well. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Good to see you. (laughs) Good to see you, too. You're listening to a podcast out there, but Paul and I can actually see each other. So the first place I want to start is just talking about you and your musical experience. Before we get to these guitar picks, and for, again, anybody listening, you need to understand how important finding the right guitar pick is, depending on your skill level, like whether you're a beginner, you've been playing a long time, or kind of music you play, what style of music, you know, whether you're playing acoustic or electric, all these things can make a huge difference. And I always tell students, the only thing standing between you and your guitar is your guitar pick. So it really is a monumental thing to be thinking about instead of just, you know, it's the one your buddy gave you because the tip isn't left on it. So they gave it to you for free or you found it on the floor or something like that. Finding a really great guitar pick is very important. And so what Paul has done, and again, not just he's got a bunch of really great reasons for doing what he's done. And that's what I want to get into. But to start with, Can you tell us a little bit about your history with music, playing music, loving music? Like, where did that start for you? Uh, Well, actually, I have not been playing for very long. I've only been playing for about five years. And that's kind of the the genesis story, if you will, for Bog Street. I got serious about playing guitar. My dad had an acoustic guitar, but he, you know, sat in the corner mostly. I picked it up a little bit, tinker with it. But, like, I never had anybody to mentor me or teach me how. But I always wanted to play. So (laughs) I wish I had picked it up back then, you know, five years ago, I was like, I just wanted to get serious about playing the guitar. So I bought a nice acoustic guitar and it didn't take me long to get frustrated with the guitar pick because not only did I have to learn how to be coordinated with my fretting hand, go through the literal pain of learning chord shapes and trying to articulate that and the timing with my strumming hand got really frustrating because I couldn't get a grip literally on the guitar pick. Sure. was slipping, dropping, turning, and that was a real frustrating experience for me. Now, I had somebody at the time that gave me a handful of picks, and I know some of them had like sandpaper glued to them and had been modified in various ways to really overcome that. So I would gravitate to those picks. I feel like a lot of beginners might gravitate to other brands like Cool Picks is well known for having, you know, like surface texture on the pick. And a lot of players that I would encounter were kind of in their own way, finding ways to add some kind of grit or texture to it or do something. Or, you know, they buy something like, you know, Tortex Picks have a pretty nice grip and the data grips. And so there seemed to be a problem out there that wasn't really addressed by the product. So it was kind of an accepted you know, it's something you just had to accept as a guitar player that this is the way guitar picks were. And so I didn't have, not growing up, getting used to, so to speak, the guitar picks, the problem and overcoming it. 
So I started on a path, you know, I come from a design background. So I've got, I was a graphic designer for half a dozen years and then got into digital product design, so on and so forth, and then into user experience. So using that experience, I learned that design is a tool for solving problems. Sure. So the design process starts with a problem. And so you identify a problem and you come up with a problem statement in a way that gives you an opportunity to solve the problem. So I had a problem. I had empathy because I was experiencing the problem firsthand. So I interviewed lots of other people to say, hey, is this just something that, you know, I'm dealing with? So it turns out it's a pretty common issue and not everybody struggles with it or even feels like it's a big problem. But that started me down this path of using the design process to come up with concepts and prototypes. And at the time, I was traveling back and forth for my day job to D.C., I'd walk up to guitar players in the metro, I'd hand them a prototype and say, hey, what do you think of this? And they were pretty ridiculous and crazy, you know, prototypes because I just, I was just trying all kinds of crazy things. But based on the feedback that I got, I eventually fast forward, came up with a, uh, what I thought was a good enough solution to start with and launched a Kickstarter campaign. And my goal was to raise $5,000. And so that was enough to cover, you know, some of the tooling costs and to kind of get things off the ground. And we we're almost at $5,000. And right before the campaign ended, uh, Guitar World ran an article that was something to the effect of this company's claiming to be the most comfortable guitar pick ever, or something, something to that effect. And that, you know, we went from $5,000 to $15,000 in just a couple of days. So that fundraising experience kind of, it helped me realize that there was at least interest in that, you know, out there for what we were doing. So fast forward, the first few picks that we released, the Leap Series picks, they're very large picks. They're three-sided picks. You've had some experience with them. And there's a different gauge pick on each side. So there's some unique in innovation you know, around that, but it's got a very aggressive grip solution. And a lot of the feedback we were getting was divided. We had about 10 to 20% of the people that loved it. And we're like, you know, thank you so much for creating this. You know, the other 80% was, you know, mixed between people that are like, yeah, this is kind of gimmicky, you know, nice idea, but not quite. Or it was just most of the feedback, though, from experienced guitar players was they're just too big and cumbersome and bulky for what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, not having a lot of experience, I didn't know about pinch harmonics, <laughs> you know, all of the nuances of techniques that experienced guitar players use and, and need to move the pick around in their hand and all that kind of stuff. So... Based on that feedback, I did find a niche audience that is completely underserved, and that is guitar players with hand impairments. So that was the first connection, real customer connection that we had was with people that suffered from arthritis and hand injuries and all kinds of impairments. And really, had many of them had given up on playing guitar because they just couldn't you know, literally get a grip on their, you know, pick anymore, or they come up with some really aggressive solutions that just weren't practical. So based on feedback, so I have more of a business background than a guitar playing background. And I understand that, you know, feedback and really understanding your customers and your audience need is the most critical aspect of product development and creating something that people can get excited about. So based on all the feedback that I had from the experienced guitar players, I realized that I needed to come up with something that essentially had the same 
solved the same problem of guitar picks slipping and turning, but did it in such a way that doesn't lock a player into a very specific grip or, you know, gives them some flexibility. And, you know, I learned a lot about so many different guitar players have different pick grips, Mm -hmm. different playing styles, Mm -hmm. different, you know, so all of these factors. So it is really difficult to create one solution that everybody's going to love because there's so many differences and nuances between players. But essentially round two with the business was based on that feedback that I got, I had another half a dozen prototypes that I went to the last name they had, Winter Nam in 2020. I went there, walked the floor, started doing the same thing. I walk up to guitar players, experienced guitar players with prototypes, asked them what they thought. And based on that feedback, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to make a go at this. I already lost my job from COVID. So I'm like, hey, why don't I just go try to do Bog Street full time? And so that was uh, 2020. I jumped in full time and and here I am. <laughs> There's a lot of other details, but essentially based on that feedback, I went from two pick designs to 15 pick designs, and now we've got 17 and growing. So well, and one thing I'll say too, well, for anybody out there listening, if you go to the website, if you go to bogstreet.com, it's a great website. Like It's laid out really well to show you what traditional guitar picks look like in terms of size, and then what Bog Street's guitar picks look like. And so you get a better understanding. Now, before I even get into that, the thing to understand about guitar picks is when you first start playing, you have no idea you're using a guitar pick because somebody told you, you know, like a lot of times I'll tell my beginner guitar classes, I'll tell students to use, you know, a medium to a thinner guitar pick when you first start, because you don't really understand how to strum the strings with dynamics, right? Because you don't have that. So you're basically just kind of bashing on those strings. So if the pick's a little bit thinner, of course, it will bend when you strike those strings. And it it sounds a little bit better. And it isn't as intimidating as a really, really hard pick when you hit those strings. You know, students that come in, like I get them from all sizes. Obviously, I'm a very small person. But, you know, I have a gentleman that comes to guitar classes pretty much every time I offer them. And he's like six, seven or six, eight. And his hands are huge. I don't know what it's like to have really big hands. I have just the opposite situation. And when I first started playing back in the early 80s, all the guitar picks were basically the same size. They just were different brands. You know, Fender was really the king of guitar picks back then. So you would have different thicknesses, but the actual size of the pick made a difference. you're enjoying this episode so far and you're getting motivated to take your guitar playing to the next level please do me a favor and leave us a rating on apple podcasts it'll help the show grow and reach more rock stars like you who want to improve their guitar playing also i'd love to know what parts of the episode you liked as well as what you learned so please share this podcast and tag us at guitarzoom.com on your social post and now let's get back to the podcast when paul talks about like The reason for the picks, which I just think is so great, you know, you think about your skill level and you don't know what you're looking for in a guitar pick, right? So you just start somewhere and start trying to figure out the size and the thickness. But the other thing is the hand size. The other thing is the grip style, you know, which he was mentioning. And then what I mentioned earlier was the musical style or preference. You know, I'll get into that in just a second. What I use the Bog Street picks for, but I think the best part of this is the impairment element. I have arthritis. I've developed arthritis in the last four years or so, five years of my life, but I've been playing so long, as Paul was saying, that when I play electric, I am very locked into 
the kind of guitar picks that I use, the thickness, the size, that sort of thing. But that doesn't mean that I haven't changed over the last 20 years, 15 years of my life where I was locked into like the same. I used a Jazz 3 guitar pick forever. For 10, 12 years, I used the same guitar pick for everything. And then all of a sudden, I went to a larger guitar pick, which I thought I would never like because my hands are so small and I liked it better. And I stopped using Jazz 3s. So it happens to even experienced players that have been playing your whole life where all of a sudden you'll try something new and go, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. this, this is different. And so my story with Bog Street are, and just so you know, Paul, you're probably not going to be able to see this, but I've been using this black one that you sent me, the Neos pack. Do you the know Axe Cut Light. That's the- <laughs> yeah. And where Bog Street works for me is I have always been more of a predominantly an electric player. But I love playing acoustic. But because I always use the same guitar picks, I would use those same guitar picks on acoustic all the time. And I just did. And then all of a sudden, about four or five years ago, I started using thinner picks on my acoustics. And I've always been one of those guys that hates to carry like seven different picks in my pocket because, you know, this one is a medium and this one's a thin and this is, I don't do that. I carry the same style guitar pick and then I'll carry like one thinner pick for acoustic. Well, this guitar pick has been my go-to for acoustic. And the reason is, is again, it's a little bit smaller than the one you were just talking about. The um, Leap Series, yeah. Yes. Yep. The Rhythm. Yes, <laughs> that's the one. This one's a little bit smaller. And it, what I love about it, and if you don't know this about Bog Street, some of their picks, I don't think all of them, but some of their picks have different thicknesses on the sides. So when I go to play acoustic... And I'm telling you, if you've never really listened before, if you've never sat and listened to a pick hitting the strings, what you'll notice is that not only does it feel different because each side is, you know, thinner than the last side or thicker than the last side. So I can spin it depending on the song that I want. You know, so if I'm doing something that I need to really relax in, I'll use that thin side. And then if I want to get a little more aggressive in the next song, I can just turn it and I have more of this aggression. And I love absolutely love that about this guitar pick. The other thing, and again, if you've never experienced this, you should totally try this. It sounds different. Not just the fact that it feels different, but when you change that that side, it, it fattens up. When you start using a thicker side, it fattens up and it sounds a little bit different. So now instead of using, you know, three different picks or something like that, which I would never use and, you know, put in my pocket, I just take this one And that's what I use when I play acoustic. This is what I grab when I play acoustic. And I'm not trying to talk your ear off, but just so everybody understands. If I'm playing an electric pick, right, a standard electric pick, I tend to choke way up on that pick. And so the hole in the center when I play electric is a little awkward for me because it kind of forces my hand into that center. Now, this isn't for everybody. Everybody's different. But for me, it, it feels kind of awkward. But when I play acoustic... I don't choke up on the pick. I back off on that pick. And so where the hole is on this box street pick is absolutely perfect because it's exactly where I would be if I was strumming because, I again, I back off from those strings. So I have more room to do my strumming and things like that. So, yeah, I just think there's a lot of different guitar picks available here for a lot of different reasons, not just, you know, it's a new gadget or a different kind of thing or it's, you know, got gorilla snot on it so it stays, you know, attached (laughs) to your hand. Although it does have raised grip, which I really like, 
all my guitar picks, the ones that I like the most are always have a little bit of a, some sort of bevel. So it, it feels like you can kind of grab it. This definitely has that. Um, so kudos to you for even taking a player who's played his whole life and finding something that really works well, which is this pick. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, I think that you know you hit on a point that I hear a lot of players that have tried our picks. And obviously, it's not for everybody because, you know, we're all different. And especially when you get used to something, using it your entire life, even if you try something different, you might like it. But tendencies, you know, our tendency is as human beings is to gravitate towards our comfort. And also our picks are not the cheapest in town. So you're not going to be tossing them into the audience, <laughs> you know, as you play or whatever. But I will say that one common piece of feedback that I get is that when people try our picks, it's not necessarily because they're trying to solve a problem, but they're trying something different, just like you're saying. And they've discovered something in their playing that, you know, if you could just get a little incremental edge, if pinch harmonics are just that much easier, or, you know, you're able to articulate a certain solo or something that you've done so many times before, but this time it's just a little bit different. That's kind of the feedback that I get a lot. It's not like it's necessarily revolutionizing, you know, their life or changing things. And we get some of those too, that it's like a, an inexpensive way to change things up and to try something different and to get a different, you know, it's like another tool in your toolkit. You know, it's you know, cheaper than buying a new pedal <laughs> or a new guitar or something. Right. And again, I talk about this all the time to students. Sometimes it's just one small thing that will make the biggest difference in the way that you play or you perceive your playing or the feel of something, or it's just those kinds of things that you have to be prepared for. Like, I just can't, like I said, I can't stress enough how important thinking about the guitar pick is. The traditional sense of thinking about a guitar pick is the size and the thickness. I've always been kind of partial to like a 2.0 millimeter guitar pick. But like I said, for years when I would play electric, I would go to this 2.0 and I would play it because I was too stuck in my ways to want to use a different guitar pick because I'm not going to go around trying to, you know, I'm not one of those people that when I perform, I have like five different guitar picks on a little table. It isn't that way. It's, it's the same pick for everything that I do. But when I first experienced using a thinner pick on the acoustic, I just liked the way it felt because I don't approach my acoustic playing the same way I approach my electric playing. I'm not trying to make it the same experience for myself. I think it's just such a, a novel and wonderful idea that you've got these different thicknesses for depending on, because when I'm playing, I know if I'm using that thinner pick and all of a sudden I want to get more aggressive, like I was talking about the classes that I teach, I don't have that capability mm -hmm. because the pick is going to bend no matter how hard I, I hit it. But here I can twist it and now I've got that more ability to get more aggressive I just think it's great. And just so people know too, Bog Street sells mix packs. Like you can go on their website and you can buy a pack that has a bunch of different stuff so you can explore them and try them out and kind of see if maybe one is going to work better for you for a different circumstance, kind of like it works for me. Yeah. So we have bogstreet.com. That's where our production picks are. And we started something recently called Bog Street Labs bogstreetlabs.com. And you can also link that link to that from the, uh, the website. But that gives us an option because basically, you know, it costs several thousand dollars to create the tools to create a new pick design. When we can model, create new models and actually use 3D printing technology to create, 3D printing is getting better and better. And at Bog Street Labs, we actually create 3D printed 
prototypes that we sell. So we can come up with hundreds of designs because we don't have to tool up because we're, all we have to do is model and then use 3D printing technology. So that's kind of our experimentation website where we're creating some different things. There's a lot of, you're probably familiar with, we have a model called the Mini Beast. And the Mini Beast is a, one of our more popular picks, but it's also one of those that if you have a certain grip style or you don't like being locked into your pick, you're not going to like it. The people that do like it, love it. And so there's a lot of the Mini Beast designs and variations on the Box Street Lab site, plus a few others. But just want to let people know that that exists too. So you can check out some different things there. Right. And yeah, and we'll right. definitely link, link to both of those websites for you. But like I said, if you go to BoxStreet.com, it's great because you can really see all the picks. You can read about the picks and the designs and see how it would compare. But an easy way would just be getting one of those mix packs to try things out and see yeah. what works. I have a question for you. Where does the name Box Street come from? It's kind of a convoluted story. So I'll try to, you know, I should come up with, I should just make up a, a short example. You know, the name came from, you know, I was thinking about when I was starting the company that this is a brand new brand that nobody knows, nobody's ever heard of. And I didn't want to come up with some cliche name. I wanted to come up with something different. And I was thinking about the genesis of the company was literally in the streets of DC, walking up to buskers in the metro and getting feedback. And I really like what I loved about the buskers and people, you know, that are just going out there, regardless of the weather, doing what they love, sometimes literally making a living doing that is that was kind of the spirit that I wanted to kind of capture. And so I'm like, how do I get that street cred, if you will, that, you know, that essence of that born from the subways of, (laughs) of the city So I was iterating through my mind and I come from Florida. And so I know about swamps and I know about alligators. And what I loved about the cities is that you have such a diversity of players, music styles, and, you know, just blow my mind. I come off the subway and somebody would be playing and they would be incredible, so talented. And here they are, just a free concert or not free, you know, hopefully, you know, collecting some, you know, a few bucks here and there. But that spirit combined with the fact that I, I was from Florida, I just came up with the name Bog Street. And then I realized, well, this is a the domain name is available and the Instagram is available. So it was kind of born from that. The, thinking about the diversity of the creatures in the swamp seemed like you could have a lot of fun with uh, different characters and whatever. So we've got a lot of stickers that, you know, have that spirit where the creatures are playing guitar and stuff like that. So <laughs> right. that's where it came from. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it is a unique name and it's easy to remember. And it's not always easy for those of you that don't know anything about marketing. It's not always easy to come up with a brand. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, I tell you what, this is great. And we're going to wrap this up. I just want to try and encourage anybody that's listening, go check them out. You know, the hard part is, is nowadays, not everything is readily available in your local guitar store or something like that. You know, sometimes what you got to do is just, you have to order it online and try it out and see what you think of it. I will add that I realize that our picks are not cheap and to make an investment in spend $20, $25 or more, you know, on a pack of picks, it's not easy for everybody, especially in today's economy. And it's nice to be able to try things before you buy it. So we can't do that, but we have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee and we'll even pay for return shipping. So if you try it out and it's not your cup of tea, no problem. We'll create a return label and you can send it back and we'll refund the money. So we make it real easy for people to try it out. Right. And on the other side of that, if you do try one out and you do like it, do Paul and Bog Street a favor and tell people. I mean, that's 
how the world works now is, is if we enjoy something, if there's something that we find that works for us, throw it on social media, let somebody know, let them know your experience. And, or if it's a buddy or a local guitar store, bring it in. And which I did do with some of your bog picks, I brought them to one of the local stores. They just have them there so people can try them and check them out. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Steve. Great talking with you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Remember, bogstreetlabs.com or bogstreet.com. Check it out. You know, on social media, find me and let me know if you've tried them before or if you order something and you try it out and you like it or let me know what your experience is. I'd love to hear it. So everybody take care, stay positive, and I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button. 